It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with AJ Casavell, who covers the Padres for MLB.com. And AJ, you and I haven't even had a chance to say Happy New Year because you've been on a glorious, glorious vacation, which you and your fam deserve so much. So Happy New Year, first of all. And how was the vacation? No, it was pretty fantastic. We went, we went to Barbados. Um, and I like, to be honest, don't know much about the Island, but it's a pretty small Island. So it was a good time. Spent most of it on the beach, uh, took one day and drove around the, basically the entire Island in a car. And so, uh, had a lot of fun. It's good to be back though. Awesome. Awesome. So a little bit of news out of, uh, Padres camp They're They're, uh, you know, talking about things and doing things. No, nothing too crazy, but we do have a couple things that we get to talk about today. So I'm excited that you're back. It's, it's great to be able to talk to you about these things. You are my, um, my number one source for all things Padres, AJ. So let's, let's bring up Will Myers to begin with, because we can't do a Padres podcast without talking about Will Myers. So the quote, Will Myers is playing third base for the San Diego Padres quote experiment is officially over. And he confirmed that at fan fest, he's moving back to the outfield. So this log jam that you and I have been talking about for weeks now is back on the table. There are six guys who can play the positions who are great at the plate. So this could be setting up a trade for a number of different guys, but it's also been said that the idea of having a bunch of different guys who can play the positions because inevitably we know someone's going to get hurt could come in handy. So where do the Padres sit exactly with this outfield situation, AJ? Yeah, I think the Will Myers uh, move more than anything. I mean, it was pretty expected. Uh, I, I think his struggles last year at third base played a lot into the fact that he's not going to be back there next year. And it, and it means two things, one at third base and then one in the outfield. Uh, in the outfield, to me, what it means is that they're they're more likely to trade someone now than they would be if Will Myers was a third baseman. That's just kind of common sense. I mean, if you have five outfielders versus if you have six, you're likelier to make a deal if you have a sixth, which is which is a luxury in some ways. That being said, I think it's probably likely they more likely that they add at third base than that they trade one of these outfielders because they need a third baseman with Will Myers in the outfield now. They don't tie France as of right now as their starting third baseman, and I don't think they want to enter the season that way. And so. There, there is a possibility they keep all six outfielders on hand, especially with with Franmil Reyes coming off knee injury and Franchi Cordero coming off an elbow injury, and you, you kind of never know what's going to happen with with injuries. Uh, I think the Padres think they're they're pretty deep in the outfield right now, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. There'll be some competition for playing time uh, if they go into the regular season with Will Myers, Hunter Renfro, and all competing for corner outfield time that's that's not the worst thing because in theory the best players will kind of rise to the top and so uh they're going to actively explore trades but they're not just going to trade one of these guys who i, I think they they think all three of them have a lot of value um they're not just going to trade one of them for the sake of making a trade 
That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. So, uh, you know, kind of, I feel like we're kind of back to square one, uh, where we were a couple of months ago, trying to figure this situation out. Now it's, it's, it's more so up to the Padres to, to make that move or, or not move really is what, what you and I are both waiting on. The thing that kind of leads us uh, next, this topic leads us into our now projected lineups because we do have this handful of guys. Do they fit into the to the starting lineup? So, as of opening day, AJ, what do you see the projected starting lineup looking like? Yeah, this was pretty tough for the Padres because I think it's it's probably going. The options are going to look maybe a little different in a month. They're going they're in theory probably going to have a third baseman on hand, and they might have traded one of these outfielders, and so. Um, I went with uh, I went with Manny Margot leading off. He spent a lot of time in the leadoff spot last year. I know his, his on-base percentage wasn't kind of up to where the Padres hoped it would be. But, I mean, he could lead off. It could be Franchi Cordero if he if he wins that center field job somehow, kind of shows shows himself defensively. But I think I, I put Margot one, Luis Urias two, Hosmer three, and then four or five is kind of where you get iffy into that outfield situation. Um, I had Myers and Fran Mil Reyes. It could just as easily be Hunter Renfro. Um, uh, Six, shoot, who did I have six off the top of my head? I can't remember. Seven was Hedges and eight was Ty France. And so that was six against Kinsler at second base. Okay. So that's that's to me what the what the opening day starting lineup looks like as of right now. They're going to add another infielder. He pushes Hedges down to eight, Kinsler down to seven, and whoever the infielder is, maybe down to six. And there's some serious question marks about what they do in the corner outfield because it, it's not a bad thing to have excess in the outfield. It's not a bad thing to have guys who can play two spots but i think where the padres where, where it gets interesting with the padres is um will myers hunter renfro front mill race all three of them are kind of righty hitting sluggers and all three of them bring a little bit of uh, kind of the same skill set to the table i mean they're different guys front mill race gets on base a little bit better uh hunter renfro probably has has he, he upped his on-base percentage a little bit last year. He's got some incredible power, and as does Reyes. And Will Myers is the most athletic of the bunch and can steal bases. But their plate profiles are similar. So you're not going to platoon those guys based on who's pitching when they do mostly the same thing. And so you can do that with Franchi Cordero, who's a left-handed hitter who could complement those three and Manuel Margot in center. But you can't do that with any of those three. So I think it, it the, the most interesting part of what happens with the starting lineup is is – if this is the roster on opening day, which two of those three corner outfielders get that get those two spots? And what about a guy? I'm just I'm just throwing this out there, AJ, because this is one of my favorite things in spring is a guy who could potentially earn a spot that nobody's really thinking of or no one would expect. Is is that uh, is there a person that fills that role yet, or is that maybe a little bit closer to spring training? You would be able to nail that down. Yeah, so there's two of them, and I think uh, I, I've kind of mentioned, I've kind of touched on both of them a little bit. Ty France, if he if he ends up being the, um, it, it depends what move the Padres make at third base, but I, I could easily see him getting a lot of playing time there if if their third base move ends up kind of being more of a utility uh, option. He's a uh, he's a right-handed hitter who hits lefties pretty well, and so he could he could get some time in the starting lineup there. The other one I think is Franchi Cordero. We haven't we we haven't talked a. Uh, a ton about him as a center fielder, but he clearly yeah, we haven't done a deep dive on him. Yeah, he, he clearly has the bat, and he clearly has pretty much all the tools. Aside from his defense, was a little shoddy, and I think a lot of people in the Padres organization feel he's pretty young and still pretty moldable defensively, and 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 kind of has the work ethic to improve upon that. So if Manny Margot doesn't 
kind of take that next step forward because he struggled last season. I wouldn't be shocked to see Franchi Cordero uh, break camp as the starting center fielder. Okay. All right. I like that. Those are, those are some of my favorite things when you look towards spring. And I, we should mention that uh, spring training is what, four weeks, four, four and a half weeks away now, AJ. So uh, it's, it's here. It is upon us. The off season is, is basically over. We'll blink and, and you guys will be heading to Arizona and Florida. Um, but there's a cool article, AJ, I saw um, on Padres.com, improving from within. And I'm, I know we've touched on Fernando Tatis Jr., but then you add in Luis Urias, uh, top 50 prospects, potentially both playing together in the middle infield. And uh, you did a reporter's inbox. Um, and Benjamin C. from Huron, South Dakota, wants to know if Luis Urias is going to be considered uh, for the opening day starter spot. Yeah, and I, I think he is. I, I think right now it's a matter of it, – well, it's, it's a question of two things. First being, is he healthy? Is he fully recovered from his pulled hamstring? And all indications are, yes, he has. And then it's it's not a matter of if he starts on opening day. It's a matter of where. Uh, that probably comes down to who else the Padres sign this offseason if they, if they were to go uh, kind of shortstop third base hybrid uh, guy for that last spot, I could see Urias starting at second base while their their new signing starts at short. Uh, but as things stand right now, I think Urias is at short, Ian Kinsler's at second base, and third base is is still open. And so ultimately, Luis Urias is still the Padres' second baseman of the future. They view him very much that way. But until Fernando Tatis Jr. arrives, he's – I mean, everyone – all the scouts I've talked to have said Luis Urias is he, – he's, he's not a spectacular defender at shortstop. I think Fernando Tatis does a lot of things at short that are that are probably going to wow a lot of people. But Urias is solid at shortstop and solid enough to play there and start an opening day. And and, and there's also there's, – there's kind of this concept that I've seen floated around mostly on Twitter that, that the Padres are kind of stunting Urias' development by playing him at shortstop and not second base where he's going to play in the future. I don't buy into that at all. I think if you can play shortstop, you can play second base, and Urias has both of them throughout the minor leagues, and he's been very good at second, uh, even when splitting time at shortstop. So I don't, I don't see that as a factor, and I think he's, he's probably right now the opening day shortstop, but if he's not the opening day shortstop, he's, he's in there somewhere uh, at second base, and he's, he's going to kind of be relied on to, to get on base, maybe even at the top of the order, just because the Padres have, have struggled so much with their on-base percentage in the past couple of years. All right, Benjamin. See, I hope you like that answer. So, so probably not a hundred percent, but you should probably expect uh, to see him at second base on that uh, opening day uh, roster. <laughs> so, AJ, you probably just made Benjamin C very happy with that answer. Uh, and obviously, we've talked a lot about Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and the expectations for him. But we let's we'll, we'll pause on him for a second because we don't need to exhaust that yet. We can we can dive into that over the next few weeks as we head into spring training. But pitchers and catchers are reporting soon. There are already many camps happening in baseball, so thing, things are, are moving forward. But you wrote about the fact that, AJ, you said it's possible that six of MLB Pipeline's top 100 prospects will be in the big league clubhouse in Peoria, Arizona. And Mark from Costa Mesa, California, wants to know when each of those guys could arrive in the show. So what do you got for me? Yeah, so I, that question was was ex- pretty exclusively addressing the, the pitchers, and that's I, – I don't know if everyone who's going to be invited into camp is, is necessarily going to be on the big league roster this year, but we talked about Chris Paddock, 
about uh, Logan Allen and about um, Cal Quantrill, the three kind of pitchers who who could be this year's version of Joey Lucchese, Eric Lauer, and Jacob Nix. And and I think just from a prospect standpoint, all three of the guys coming up this year probably combined have a little higher ceiling than the, those three guys last year. And so it, it's really interesting to see where and when they might factor into the Padres' plans. I think the Padres have shown they're willing to go to their young pitchers earlier, maybe or maybe than most clubs, just because – a, they need pitching help, and B, they they want to throw these guys into the fire and see what they've got. And so, in that case, I, I think Logan Allen's an interesting candidate for the starting rotation. He's he's a long shot, but he's going to be he's a long shot for the opening day rotation. But he's going to be in the mix, probably deep into camp. I wouldn't be shocked if if maybe at the first hiccup he gets called up, kind of like Joey Joey Lucchese was last year. Um, the other two guys are, are Tommy are recovering from Tommy John, and they and they've they've fully recovered. But they, they've kind of had it in their past, and it's limited their innings a little bit. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't, I would expect the Padres to keep an eye on their innings and 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 their progress. Chris Paddock's stuff, uh, is, it, it's it's pretty filthy. It's some of the best in the minors. He pitched 90 innings last season. Uh, the Padres aren't going to call him up and ask him to double that. But what they might do is is call him up maybe sometime around midseason. Uh, monitor him, send him back to the minors when they feel like he needs a breather, uh, then call him back up. And I, th- I think they're going to be very cautious with him, but they want to give him a chance just because of how good his stuff is. And then Cal Quantrill probably has the most to prove of that bunch because he struggled a little bit at the high levels of the minors last year. But, I mean, by, by no means is that indicative of who the pitcher he necessarily might become. I think there's there's still a chance for him to prove himself, and he, to me, profiles more as a late August, September call-up. Yeah, I mean that I mean just hearing that AJ I think should really kind of set the tone for for fans and the front office and the team knowing that they've got these guys um that are that are coming up and you know about to be are trying to be big league ready um especially when it comes to the starting rotation in San Diego. I know we've talked a bunch about that rotation and what it's going to look like this year, but just knowing that that you've got that talent coming through I know that's that always makes people feel a little bit better about maybe sometimes when you don't have everything else in place you know that uh, you've got talent kind of waiting in the wings working their way up so uh, that's awesome to hear so Mark thank you for your question Mark from Costa Mesa AJ anything else uh, going on in Padres land um, that we need to talk about this week I don't think so I mean I think there's been some talk about uh, Fernando Tatis and when he's going to when that call up might be, but you know what? We have the next decade to talk about Fernando Tatis. So as you mentioned, let's let that <laughs> that, that subject. Although Padres okay. fans probably never get sick of talking about him. No, no. And that's you know what? That's a great thing. Um that that is definitely a great thing. I think maybe, you know, we'll have a little more to talk about as we get a little closer to spring training. Uh but AJ, I'm so glad you're back. I love I love getting to talk with you and the podcast is not the same without you. So I'm sorry that you're back from vacation, but I am personally glad that you're back on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm back from vacation too, but I'm happy <laughs> to be back and, and talking baseball and there's only I think four more weeks till spring training, so yeah, that's right. That's right. Get get the people going here, AJ. You're, you're riling them up now. This is good. Um, all right, listen, if you need your Padres fix, if you are just kind of tuning back in to the baseball world because you were also taking a little vacation, please go to Padres.com, catch up on everything that's going on. AJ will fill you in. AJ Castell, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, Danny. All right, with AJ, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.